Tony was, uh, I'm going to just introduce y'all, and then uh, we're going to have a good time talking, all right? Sounds good to me, brother. Right, all right, all right. So here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Win Words Fickle Music Speaks Podcast, where I'm your handicapped host, James Cox, and we fight depression with the power of music. I have a very, very special interview for you all today, so uh, let me let me um, tell you about it first. Sitting in the bar high with their debut album, Record Condition, in 2017, uh, Trench paved themselves a notably unique lane in both hardcore and new metal genres. Not stopping there and taking a break there to their sound uh, even further, extremes. Uh, the gift of guilt in 2019 was a testament to Trench's ability to reinvent themselves with each release. The three songs, Mahimoth, uh, experimenting with synthesis, uh, ambient post-metal uh, soundscapes, and captured the pain of loss while embracing the hardest truths in life. Uh, as of this interview, they have three singles, one EP, and their debut album, uh, Blossom, uh, which uh, released in a- on April 14th, 2020, I think it was two years ago, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Uh, under the belt. So, we have the absolute pleasure of talking with Tony, who is a bassist, and Tommy, the drummer. Hey guys, how are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, right. good to be- right. Yeah. Uh, was that was that was that intro like like pretty accurate? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. That's yeah, all. to the team. Yeah. yeah. And then team. we just uh, encased in Chrome. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, because that's an EP two, right? Or or is that like a full? I I think that's a full album, right? Oh, it's no, just like EP. a EP. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, um, that was that that that's your one and only EP, right? Yeah. yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so I ask all my guests when you come on, um, whether which band you like better, um, you know this or that band, and I just want to, you know, take that time to to ask y'all. Um, such as I think I know your favorite band ever made, uh, and we're gonna talk about them. So I don't want to, you know, spoil the uh, I spoiled it for you right now. But uh, uh, would you rather listen to Megadeth or Met- or Metallica right now? Metallica. Metallica. Yes. And why? Why is that? Well, man, they were kind of like the foundation of why we, like when we first started music, like they were the band that we learned their songs from and like we progressed through learning their songs. So. Right. Yeah. Because um, during high school, I listened to nothing but but Metallica um, yeah. and, and I drove my mom absolutely crazy about the band, you know. But nowadays it's like, I I started liking Megadeth better because they have more albums consistently made, you know. Because it seems like Metallica's taking forever to release album after album after album, you know. So, who knows? <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh. Okay, so um, Deftones or Incubus? Deftones for sure. Yeah. Yes. That that seems to be the majority of uh, of uh of uh, people that says Deftones over Incubus. You know, so I would tones over a lot of things. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because uh, 
Although it, uh, although Incubus is like the one of the like the world's greatest bands right now, I I have like my heart is so so much full for like Death Tones, you know, because the white the white pony is by far my favorite and greatest album ever, you know, to listen to. So yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so my first question for y'all now that I have both of y'all on, which is great, you know. Uh, so did you grow up? Uh, inspiring to be musicians, um, let alone a bassist or a drummer, or were the dreams on on uh, like other things? You know, um, you know, because a lot of kids have like, I want to be this, I want to be that. No, wait a minute, I want. Yeah, so, so did you like like decide from day one that y'all y'all are going to be be musicians? Um. I would say like after our first tour, it was a basically like a life-changing experience. And from then on, that's when I realized I wanted to like continue on with music, no matter like how far it got, I would just dedicate my life to music after that. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about you, Tommy? Yeah, like we, it was, it was a tie between that and skateboarding and we still skateboard to this day, Yeah, but yeah, like it, it sealed the deal when we actually had buddies that wanted to like form a band and like cover songs like Metallica, Song 41 and stuff like that. And it was just like super fun to like learn a song and like hear it come to life when everybody learns the part and have everybody play together right. and be like, oh, we sound like Song 41 right now or Metallica. Like this sounds exactly like Master of Puppets. This is really cool. Yeah. You know, like, that's it's that's what I thought was like, yeah, I guess music and then skateboarding was like the first two yeah. things that. So, were. so, um, so who is your favorite skateboarder of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Cause, cause mine is, is a Tony Hawk, of course, right? I mean, he's obviously the go-to, the, the go-to man. And, uh, and my other favorite was Bucky Elastic. Oh, dude, great choices. choices. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Imagine uh, that. <laughs> I would probably like, have to say that for me, it's probably like Daywong Song or J- Jerry Sue. Mm-hmm. What, what yeah, in the beginning, for sure, it was mm-hmm. Roddy Mullen that was like my all-time favorite at that. Like Roddy Mullen versus Daywong Song when that video came out, I was just like in awe of how amazing like and technical skateboarding can be and making it look super effortlessly. Right. And the <laughs> yeah, yeah, even Roddy in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games was just like, yeah, like in the intro crap. we were like whoa yeah and I yeah. saw that you guys did the Tony Hawk Pro Skater right, album yeah. yeah my uh my co-host Blake is a, is a, like a like a diehard like like a gamer too and I don't think he can skate real well but you know but but he loves the Tony Hawk uh, game so he's, he's big time in the Tony Hawk you know anything Tony Hawk you know he is so uh this is uh this is a two-part question for both y'all uh, so, uh, Tony, uh, do you play with a pick or do you finger pick? I use a pick. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, Tommy, do you do you play cross hand or, or or open hand? Uh, both, but mostly cross hand. But yeah, I, I switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason why I why I I I ask all that is uh, that seems to be like a big deal between artists of every age and genre. Do you think that that actually matters or just like, I just want to, you know, do you think that matters to uh, like the people or do you, or do you think it's just something fun to talk about? 
it's like style points the way okay. i look at it yeah and what you prefer and everything because like there's guys that shred really hard with using a pick and then there's guys that shred really hard like finger picking right right and all your preference of what you want to listen to or or try to pull off in, yeah. in a tech writing yeah Right. Yeah, because like, because I found like, like if you play this hard enough, it shouldn't matter how you play. Right. It matters about if you can play well and with precision. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's just me. So, um, since we're on the subject of the bass in the bass and uh, pretty much the bass universe now, um, how many strings do you think it it, it, it is enough for a bass? Like, like, cause I've seen like a bass with like eighty strings at one time. I'm like. That's way too much, you know, because cause I, cause I don't know if you heard of Jared Dines, but he has a bass where it's like 80 strings. I'm like, holy crap, dude. That's like, yeah. Yeah, no, bro. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, calm down, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be like hella talented to be able to play stuff like that, but yeah. four strings was always like a good amount until I had a five string kind of given to me and then at first i was a little intimidated by that one extra string but then you eventually kind of learn the benefits of having an extra string so right. yeah. i i just rock a five string which is that <laughs> okay so. yeah so so the okay so um i i'm eagerly you know wanting to know why more strings are better is it like is it like you, you get like different octaves or like how does that work with with more strings um bigger than four um, I just find with like a, the fifth string, like my lowest string just gives it a little bit more like boom when it comes to like doing the lower end stuff. Right. Higher strings just gives you a little bit more clarity. So, and it, and then you just start to think of it like a, a, as a guitar and then your world kind of opens up a little bit more. But definitely I find with like the thicker string on the lower string and that's like, it just gives you way more low end, which I've never experienced it that until I got a five string. Okay. Okay. So the five string brings out the other, you know, the other. Uh, I guess kick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but y'all started making music in uh, in twenty seventeen, from what I gathered, or was it before? Yeah, Trench itself has been a band like we think we started like twenty sixteen. Okay. Um. But uh, you had a you have a, a, another album prior to Trench. Um. Entitled Chans, and I think that was released in twenty six in twenty sixteen or seventeen, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 So, um, so going back to our first um talk about which bands are better, um, I found a an Instagram post on your Instagram at at Tony and Tommy on Instagram, uh, that you and you and you and your brother Tommy uh, went to uh, Hollywood. Um, uh, Hollywood a while back. I'm not sure when, but uh, you had a picture of y'all um, praying to the Paul McCartney bass, right? Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, how was Hollywood? First of all, and and uh, I guess Beatles are your favorite band ever. Am I am I correct? No, yeah. 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so 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 during Hollywood, did you run into any like major musicians or just I mean just explored? I don't think we ran no. into any musicians then. I wish, yeah, but like, <laughs> like started discovering the Beatles like shortly before that trip, 
and then we got to go to like planet hollywood and see like that base and stuff like that to us was just like holy crap i've never yeah. been so anything beatles related right because like beatles just super legendary so when you're up close to something like that it just like and just seeing an instrument that he actually like played himself like that's you just get like a weird kind of feeling and a connection that like you don't get up with a lot of things and it's just kind of like it's just surreal in a way right yeah yeah because yeah, uh me and my me and my co blake we share the same sentiment of the beatles um me um because my aunt brought aunt told me about them and and from then on i was just a major Beatles fan you know because um a person that asked me which one they like be better, Beatles or the Stones. I'm like, it's obviously got to be the Beatles. Come on now, Rolling Stones, get out of here. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Rolling Stones fan, if you could tell. <laughs> um, they got a couple bangers for sure. They but... do, but I mean, it's Beatles. Come on, man. You know, Beatles are are with that. You know. Um. So on the on the album Chance. Um, I can hear inspiration from the Beatles, uh, from the harmonies and the, and the tempo of the songs. Is this the the kind of um, having having inspiration in the Beatles? Was this was this the right? I mean, am I correct? I mean, did you did you all um, take from the Beatles and put it in an album? Yeah, it was definitely heavily inspired, like song structure wise, for sure. Um, and just like the simplicity yeah like allowed us to do what we want because the beatles could could do that yeah as that's well. why we liked uh, the beatles a lot we actually did, like didn't uh like the beatles from like the very beginning it was like it was literally maybe over like six or seven years ago where like we knew we knew like yellow submarine right like those are like the main songs that we heard from the beatles but like uh when we started working with somebody who was like a huge beatle fan we, we started hearing all these songs that we never heard from the Beatles and we're like no way this is the Beatles and then then you just listen to album after album you're like I can't believe like this was back in the 60s and they're it's almost like punk like pop punk but you know like without distortion and uh when we were writing the chant stuff we were like it'd be sweet to do like a heavier Beatles like thing you know like no one we didn't think anyone was really doing it and we were really into the Beatles at that time and yeah, it was. We definitely wanted to do like some simplicity, like the Beatles, but just add like a little bit of stuff that we like now to it, like mix it up. But yeah, it was definitely like good ear for like hearing that. Yeah, because yeah. we were thinking that like, man, no one, no one would know that like we we took this from like She Loves You, you know, or like yeah. Ticket yeah. to Ride. You know? Like if you listen to the song Soul Digger, that song was completely written using yesterday. Like, but I just rearranged. The arrangement, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so was this like a like a fairly, I don't want this like easy album, right? But was it? Did y'all have a have a good time writing this album or no? Oh yeah, oh, it was like because okay. we've always played heavy music in general, like fully distorted. And then when uh, we were writing the Chan stuff, we were like, how. How could we be heavy and not use distortion? And that was pretty much what we came up with. Right. It was like clean. Clean and fun, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. It was very fun. And it's just like, <laughs> trying to be like a, a two piece only. Exactly. It's like hard to like write riffs that like have low end 
and high end and like a rhythm and a lead you know like that was like a super challenging part of being like a chance but like at that time we had definitely had a vision of like trying to do both at once yeah yeah because i could see it because i figured it would i i figured it would be a lot easier with with two people instead of like four you know that way it's not too many arguments but i guess it's kind of the reverse you know because we were thinking about that kind of stuff too while while writing a great song um so, uh, Tony, you played in, okay, so you played in, in, in Chance as the guitarist, uh, but now you play bass. Uh, what, what took you in the direction of taking up the bass instead of the guitar in the, in, in the new band trench? Uh, I actually started out with bass. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and that's it. I, I mean, like, like, uh, uh, okay. So, Yeah. Okay, okay, that that works. <laughs> um, so your, let's talk about some of your videos, though. Um, you have two videos uh, to your to your credit, um, and I found them only on Apple Music. Are they available anywhere else, like on YouTube? Oh yeah. Okay, because I couldn't find those for some reason. Maybe I wasn't. Uh, it was like two two thirty in the in the in the uh, morning. So, <laughs> uh, um, so I do love your video. Uh, it. it it, um, it, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> imminent, uh, power looming. Um, it looks and sounds like a brutal zombie movie, you know, like a, like a song, like a, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I did love the way it was shot, um, with no plus fans on the shot. You have your faces, um, you're all like dark and, and everything. You and you had, um, like a green aura behind you. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so who who had the video? Who had the idea for the for the video to to be shot like that? Um, well, our guitarist Bryce actually brought up that like his girlfriend's uh, family's farm was available for us to shoot there, and they just happened to have like done some like some renos, and like they actually had like a a big fire pit that was like the size of like a house. So our idea was just like, let's play in front of a fire. And that's what that green fire is. And, and yeah, that was kind of the concept. And then like um, our singer Jay kind of thought of like the, like the story behind it of like having like, like someone being dragged through the snow. And then there's like a mysterious person that comes in and ties this person up and stuff. Right. Follow along with like the lyrics, right? Right. Yeah. Cool. Jay's the like the visuals for sure for yeah. a lot of the trench stuff include yeah including the second music video he was he was like he definitely wrote most of that storyline on there if not yeah. all of it actually yeah uh, do, uh does the color green have have any like like sentimental value to you because i see you have uh, right now i see you have a green chair a green poster and i think that's a green base right oh uh, no it's it's charcoal oh, okay uh, okay <laughs> it looks green in the premiere yeah yeah so um yeah so uh uh, what is it about green that that really fascinates y'all? Uh, our oh. band like smokes a lot of weed when we first started. <laughs> okay, I get it. So I guess it kind of like went in that direction, and then we had a homie who uh, who passed away who like put on a lot of our shows and stuff, and he actually brought it up that like you guys like green. I think green is like your guys's color. You guys should make green a thing for your guys's band, and that's. Yeah. And then we kind of pushed that for a while, and then as each like 
album changes like we're slowly just changing the shades of green but maybe in the future we could try a little something different but well i think it's great because because all of your all of your uh album cover is like uniquely shaped um do you hire artists or like did you all create it yourselves i mean like each each album cover oh no we definitely have a guy uh that we go to stace is like the person that comes up with these amazing designs yeah Mm -hmm. jay just has like a lot of the connections of like artists that he would like to use and stuff and then it's just really cool to just see like our stuff being used by artists and like artists creating stuff for us as well and then it's just like a good trade-off with us like sharing your artwork they're like you know it's it's just cool that like their artwork alone is getting us a lot of like nope. just yeah cool cool yeah it's, it's great i mean yeah it uh it teases the mind and uh, okay well what's this band about let me hear it you know <laughs> that's great that's great uh so both the videos eminent power looming and be all in all uh were both directed by by teller uh it is is it hamid h-a-m-e-d-e okay so, uh, where did you deal first meet him, and was he was he was his vision for the videos uh, far or close to the finished product? Um, so Tyler, we know Tyler because we used to play in a band called The Fallacy, and he was the guitarist in The Fallacy. And um, I used to work with Tyler as well, and he just we kind of switched information with like him wanting to. Sh- like he wanted to shoot music videos as, as like a he wanted that to make a make a thing out of it right and he got all this crazy equipment and then just wanted to like use us as sort of as like a like a trial situation and he's been getting better and better so like uh the stuff that our finished results was like usually a lot better than what we expected for sure like we didn't really know what to expect some of the stuff like especially our last music video we didn't really know like how that would work out with like the green screening stuff and like we were wor- like you always have like the fear of like could it be like too cheesy right but right. He, he has like a pretty good eye for like what's cheesy and not because like we watch like tons of music videos where like we've even shot music videos in the past where there's like blood involved and stuff and we're just like uh. so like a little emo factor and we're not really like about that right so like we just kind of know what's a filter out now and like he definitely has like a good vision of filtering out and just like throwing in really really cool effects and stuff and like we definitely suggest other things too that's like maybe not use this effect try this if you can do it and yeah lots of collaboration yeah and but he's he's really great on like the editing side and the actual like video part that we don't quite understand ourselves so he takes care of that while we kind of just give him the ideas of what we visually kind of see and then he pulls it out right off Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, because yeah, watching the videos of both of you, um, both of them, um, I was wondering, I wonder what they look like because I can't see their faces, and that really intrigued me. So, big props on to him about it. So, yeah, yeah, they're very, very well, well directed. So, I think y'all hit hit it out of the park when you, uh, you know, um, when you when you work with him. So, awesome, awesome. Uh, so I, I mistakenly I said that Blossom was was um your your latest album, uh, which is not it's uh, in case in Chrome, it's the most released album, uh, which was released last year, not two years ago, <laughs> on November seventeenth. 
so was this a fairly easy album to rate or was it a challenge? Because you have more people working with you. You know, I just want to know what, what, what the chemistry was between all, all, all of you working together, working together. Um, well, uh, writing in case and combs specifically was, uh, there was a challenge because it was our first album for new damage records. And like, this is the first time any of us ever been in a position to be like signing any kind of label. And so when we were writing Eminem, which is the first, like the first one that we were starting to send out to people that was like, uh, we basically had to like think of, we basically, all of us had to like flex in a way. <laughs> and like, that was definitely the challenging part and just trying to like fit everything, like all our qualities that you hear and blossom into like definitely one song because that's the one song that we're sending out. Um, but as for chemistry, like I'm, we are very, very lucky to be in a band where like everyone is super open. Everyone is in charge of their own parts, but everyone's every like, like pushes others like weaknesses and stuff. And like, it's, it's always been super smooth sailing. Like we always just communicate very well and we all have like share the same ideas. And the crazy thing is like each individual in the band, like has different favorite artists. So right. like combine like all those qualities that we all like in our favorite bands into like a song like it's it just creates something that we would never expect and then like band practice isn't the same if one person's missing kind of situation you know like so it's just cool to have like everyone have their own parts and then it just makes like the whole song like like by the time we're done recording it's like i didn't know you did that that's cool it's like so we're very lucky to like have bandmates that just like all willing to be open and we're like constantly learning from each other and pushing each other to our limits and stuff right, right. I, yeah I guess it's good because there's like no it sounds like there's no egos be between the band it's all for yeah. one right and one for all <laughs> so um I, I do want to know this process of writing um uh James Hetfield from Metallica says that he writes I think he writes the words first and then the music after do you all find that to be similar to you or do you do you do it the other way where it's the music first and then and then the singer can go home and listen to it and okay well you know yeah it's definitely yeah, music first okay for right yeah awesome so uh so fans want to know um when do you when are you on tour to support this new new album are we going on on, on tour soon or not yet goal for sure yeah we have some in the works right now and yeah we're are, we're planning to tour the hell out of it but hopefully just no covid or anything like that stops it you know yeah. or prevent so we had a big one in 2020 and it got just a couple days before it got announced or it was supposed to get announced uh, everything got shut down yeah. and we were like yeah that's a bummer so yeah. crossing our fingers that in case in chrome we can at least take this far across like countries or states or whatever nice well hopefully y'all come to uh club me and that way i can meet you you know i'd be oh. i'd be so sick dude yeah yeah uh so we do have one more question before we let y'all go uh okay so this podcast is called when words fail music speaks right and so i i, I think that can be further from the truth so my question to you is is there any one song or or, or album that you can listen to but you can't tell your brother me or your mother or your or your favorite family member how it makes you feel inside it's so powerful to you 
Is there an album? Or a song. Yeah, it can be any song or 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 just a full album, you know? It's kind of hard. <laughs> just, it's hard to pick, like, the thing far back then, because I know, like, I would easily have a question that was, like, an all-time way. But for me, it'd be, like, recently, it's a band called Gleamer, where they're, they just, like, play soft stuff but the notes that they choose like they hit me in a way that i can't describe to anybody else <laughs> where nice. i'm just like every note it's like how can something be so pretty and like so heavy and <laughs> like great way to end the song with all the pretty notes and like choose <laughs> note after this riff i'm like wow but yeah mm. that's my most recent answer would be that <laughs> yeah like cool. there's a song by a band called waveforms and uh the song is called hello goodbye surprisingly <laughs> and, and yeah that song it's just like musically it's so awesome they just like the note choices that they use it, it goes with like the whole gleamer thing too it's just like the way that they choose is a notes actually like resonates with you where you like the whole time you're listening you just like oh, make it, uh, <laughs> bang it right yeah yeah i think that's called the stink face you know <laughs> yeah yeah dude so uh, so we do honestly thank you for coming on and I'm so sorry my co-host isn't here he, he does apologize for you one last time and we do hope you all come back in the, in, in the near future James it was an yeah. honor to be here man and Seriously. thank you so much for wanting to chat with us for sure like, yeah. yeah cool awesome tour. yeah <laughs> yeah dude come on down and, and I'll buy you like a beer or something <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah dude yeah okay okay so yeah so uh thank y'all again and um come back anytime anytime you want to come back you know and we'll talk about, about more about music in the Beatles. sounds oh, good man we sure. definitely got to keep in touch yes. for sure oh yeah yeah we do yeah cool cool okay thank y'all thank you everyone for listening to this interview with tony and tommy from trench we do thank them again for coming on the show and having this awesome interview with us today. You can visit them at the website under trenchthc.bandcamp.com. Instagram, spell out the word trench, but make sure you put in the underscores in between each letter. And they're on YouTube under trenchthc and Facebook under trenchthc.com.